Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Project Rusty, where we take a break from video games to play with the news. I'm Robert and I'm joined here by Austin. What's up? And Mike. Hey yo. And we're just gonna banter on some of the weird news that happened in the past week or so. Austin, do you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. All right, so here's just... I don't even know what to think about it. Um, we get some wacky wacky Game Awards, I guess, and some wacky winners. Well, how about the Steam Awards? Finally, in February, we found out who won last year's um, 2018's awards. Uh, they were voted on, so we had categories like Game of the Year, um, VR Game of the Year, and... Uh, weirder ones like, you know, Labor of Love and Best Alternate History, which is probably the most random category I've ever heard for, uh, an awards show. And I guess I could just go over some of the winners here. Uh, besides the irony of Bethesda, um, up for Best Developer, which they did not win. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, that was... I, honestly, if they won, I, I would have, I don't know what I would have done, but it would have been hilarious. Um, game of the year, though, PUBG got game of the year. I mean, is that not the most obsolete game now because of Apex Legends and Fortnite? I would say Fortnite for sure. I think Apex is really too, like, that's so recent, right? Yeah, um, but. I, that's what I was about to say. If they're going by 2018, Apex kind of doesn't count at this point. That's fair. That's fair. I I right. spoke too soon there, but I mean, look. <laughs> oh, you get 2019 though. You you have other games like Monster Hunter World, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, Kingdom Come Deliverance, and Hitman Two were also up there, which I don't really get. But you know, for Game of the Year, yeah. Uh, I mean, these were voted by people, but I don't really understand their thought process. Not judging. I'm okay. I am judging. Um, <laughs> that's the whole. Re- that's the whole yeah. identity of this show is judging. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't really get that. But let's see. VR game of the year. We got Skyrim VR, which I guess is okay. I mean, I love Skyrim, but I've heard it's good. Yeah, but Beat Saber is up there. I mean, Beat Saber looks pretty dope. I don't have VR, but you'd think that that would get it personally. But I mean, I, it's it's just a popularity contest, isn't it? Yeah. So here's what I've learned as one of the three avid rhythm game lovers on the planet. Uh, the 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 surrounding kind of love for rhythm games died with Rock Band Three. Every like the very few who care about them now care about them a lot, but it's not a lot of people. So mm. like, sure, Beat Saber looks cool. But the amount of people who would play that compared to Skyrim VR, probably very, very minimal. True. I mean, and then you had like Fallout 4 VR up there, which probably took a big chunk as well, because despite, you know, what people say about Fallout 4, it's pretty popular. Yeah. Um, You know, okay. While we're mentioning Fallout 4, have you both played that game? Oh, yeah. Yes. So does anyone else kind of look at their like hours played and just can't feasibly understand how that happened with Fallout 4? Oh, I gave up early. That game, <laughs> I did not like that game at all. Wow. 
I'm a little weird. I actually like Fallout 4. Um, at one point, well, actually, no, I do prefer over Fallout New Vegas. Um, huh. <laughs> yeah, it's more the setting. Um, I like the factions more. I, I just didn't really like New Vegas. Fallout 3 is still my favorite, though. Hmm. Um, yeah. My favorite was Fallout 76. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Pitchforks and torches outside of Robert's place. <laughs> I wish I could erase that game from my mind. I mean, give it a couple more weeks. Maybe the game might erase itself from existence, considering oh, how buggy it is. Oh, really, my gosh. Yeah, I thought you were going to say give it a couple weeks and it might be better, but... Oh, no. I, <laughs> no. Just no. There's no, there's no hope. There's uh, no, no amount of Mothman can save that. <laughs> you know, the thing... Okay, I don't want to get off topic, but the Mothman was kind of disappointing. I'll just say that. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, but here's, I guess, the... I've got two more things to say about this because I'm not going to go over every category. Um, I guess I'll start by saying that CD Projekt Red won two awards. They got Best Developer and Best Environment for The Witcher 3. Um, I mean, I love CD Projekt Red, and I think The Witcher 3 is beautiful, but you know, you're going against Subnautica and Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Far Cry 5, Dark Souls 3. I mean, I think... You know, The Witcher 3 deserves it, but Subnautica is just outstanding looking and also quite popular. So I'm wondering if it's just more of a CD Projekt bandwagon or what? One billion percent. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this subreddit called uh, Gaming Circle Jerk. Oh, yeah. But yeah, everyone loves Geralt. Everyone up Geralt's everything. <laughs> it's uh I mean, because there is a big circle jerk around The Witcher 3, right? And I don't know. I think what bothers me the most about the Steam Awards, I mean, there's a lot that bothers me about it. Uh, but the main thing is The Witcher 3 did not come out in 2018, friends. No. And, well, no, it didn't. And neither um, did Dark Souls, for that matter. Yeah, and I'm also fairly sure The Witcher and or CD Projekt Red won something in the Steam Awards 2017. Um, you're probably right. And CD Projekt also won Best Developer, so. Yeah. <laughs> Man, um, I don't know. The Steam, the Steam Awards are such a weird thing to me, because didn't they also, like, make physical trophies for the 2017 ones, but they didn't deliver them to the winners until, like, a year later? At least one winner got it, like, recently, maybe last month for 2017. That was um, the Gary's Mod developer. Mm. Um... Also, it just like it looked cheap. It looked like plastic. It wasn't yeah. pretty. They show off these uh, pictures of the trophies like on the Steam page, and there's like cool graphics on them and stuff. I think they should give them that, but I don't know. Just a high glossy JPEG. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> it might be better. Yeah. Uh, I'll, so I'll end it with this. Okay, uh, labor of love. Grand Theft Auto 5, I don't really get that either. It's a good game, but like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. And and to top it all off, okay, all these other developers uh, who won, they had little videos accepting their awards, but <laughs> Rockstar was the only one to not have anything accepting their award. I guess they were too good for the Steam Awards. <laughs> I mean, the Hauser brothers, they don't give a shit, man. <laughs> Apparently. They're just rolling in the dough. 
I mean, see, here's the thing, right? With Rockstar is they, I mean, this is to be fair, this is deserved, but they kind of have this air about them where they're just like, oh, we know we shit out good games. Yeah, we just, of course we do. We're, we're motherfucking Rockstar. That's us by the same. Don't you know who the fuck we are? <laughs> yeah. We're going to make you enjoy pulling teeth out of a guy in Grand Theft Auto V, okay? That's the kind of people we are. <laughs> uh, it's a weird company. It really is. Yeah. They're so secretive and yeah. And it's the same with Valve, right? It's kind of odd seeing a company as secretive as Valve do something like we're going to run some awards based on our store that we don't quality control. <laughs> yeah, imagine what happens when like 4chan decides to make this horrible game come up. I, I can't even imagine what would happen. Oh, you mean like they brigade a game to be like the winner or something? Yeah. Shit. You know, like, I wouldn't be. I mean, maybe that's what the CD Projekt Red is. Or Bethesda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Not to hate on CD Projekt. They're great. But like, I think they only had Gwent and another game that's like a spinoff of Gwent come out. Yeah. Uh, Thronebreakers, I think. It's the name yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey Mike, what did you bring to the table this week? For me, it's more a game. I can't believe they're still making. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Criminal Girls. No, nope. damn it, you're right. I haven't heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very raunchy JRPG. Um, basically, you you go to hell and you try to like save these girls souls but in order to do it you have to like basically take off their clothes and molest them and stuff like that what uh-huh. yeah it, it's some uh-huh. crazy stuff uh-huh. <laughs> they just announced the third game in the series is this a game also called conception uh no that's okay. a good game okay man conception's fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> what oh th- these games are weird man yeah um they just announced that it's coming to uh, PC <laughs> and mobile in Japan and possibly PS4 over here. And that this time around, there will be 24, yeah, 24 girls. So that's the selling point, is it? Pretty we much. We got more yeah. waifus for you. <laughs> Essentially. So what is it about japan that they can make both like oh yeah let's play final fantasy 7 where it's basically a metaphor for global warming but then also senran kagura (laughs) peach beach blast where some anime schoolgirls who are also ninjas shoot each other with water guns yeah i don't know it's just it blows my mind that they're still making criminal girls Man, I, you know, I Japan mean, makes a lot of weird games. Yeah, I'm just glad yeah. I never heard of it. You know, I thought Galgun was like the weirdest thing. But oh no, I guess not. <laughs> no, that's tan. I, no, I'm pretty I, innocent in in these matters. So, so there's one game I am. I will never erase the concept of it from my mind. I can't remember the name of it. I think it's like it's a, it's a monster card game. Okay, it's on PS Vita, and. All of the monsters are monster girls because, of course, they're monster girls. Yeah. yeah. 
And um, have you guys ever played with a Vita before? Yeah, yeah, I have one. Uh, no, I haven't. So there's also a touchscreen on the back. It, it kind of feels like, you know, an old trackpad on like really shitty PCs or like laptops. And the screen itself is also touchscreen. So mm-hmm. you have two touchscreens, basically, you could, like a sandwich. You know, you could hold it from the top and the bottom and the game would register. Oh, you're touching both sides of the Vita. To level up the cards of these monster girls, you need to turn the Vita 90 degrees and then put your thumb on the touch screen and the rest of your hand on the bottom screen and just keep stroking uh, up and down on the Vita. That, why did you have to use that word? <laughs> Until the card levels up. Yeah, it sounds like Criminal Girls. You, uh, it's touch screen, so you, you kind of just, you know, bend them over and just start rubbing. Yeah, this vaguely reminds me of like the uh, the Fire Emblem. It, Fire Emblem Fates had a little controversy, and this aspect of it did not make it to the U.S. But you could basically like rub your waifu's face and stuff. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess I don't know what else you could do because I did not have the Japan version, but that got censored. But now we have Criminal Girls. I don't know. Oh, the first two Criminal Girls were heavily censored in America because it was it was some wild shit, man. (laughs) So you did play them? Uh, I haven't played them personally, but I've watched like gameplay on them because I'm a sick bastard like that. Yeah, good. Uh, I don't know. It's like I think one of my favorite concepts for a game come out of japan that's like in the same vein of just like this is so raunchy it's stupid uh akiba's trip if anyone oh my knows gosh. that yeah uh, i've seen that i love i love the concept <laughs> i wouldn't play it uh mainly because from a gameplay perspective it just kind of looks very repetitive very quickly but akiba's trip which is uh stylized in a way where you could see it read as akiba strip is you're in akihabara and everyone's a vampire except you and it's broad daylight, but the vampires wear clothes to protect themselves from the sunlight. So you have to hit them with a baseball bat enough times to rip their clothes off. Oh, what yeah. Most yeah. of them are girls. Is that the uh, creepy suicide forest? Or, or no, is that's it... Corpse Party, I think. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I get, no, okay, I know what Aki, okay, you know what? I'm not even going to try talking about Japan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's really common, though, for even like really big name um, Japanese games to get like a mild form of censorship. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure the Tales of games, like in the past, some scenes have been censored when they came to America. Yeah, they have. They yeah. Have. Um, and, you know, Tales of like they're not necessarily known for like, yeah, you have to go to hell and fuck these girls to free their souls. <laughs> like, that's not what Tales of is about. But I mean, there's just this weird uh, difference in culture, right? Where with Japan, in some ways, it's more OK to be openly lewd and sexual in other ways it's not yeah, yeah. i don't know what they're thinking man but then <laughs> I mean, again i mean japan did invent tentacle hentai so oh god only japan <laughs> anyone know the story why tentacles are so big that's I not the no right idea. way to phrase that <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it just came that's... from the fact that they didn't want to draw actual like male genitalia so they were like, well, tentacles aren't that, so... Mm, somehow I think that's worse. 
<laughs> yeah, that's you're not making anything better. No, I know I'm not. I'm just saying like that's where tentacles come from. It's because they didn't want to draw male genitalia. <laughs> oh man, Japan. Please All don't right. stop being you. Same. Uh and I just want to say this up front. I I'd play probably I think more Japanese games than any Western developed ones. And I just, I, I, I mean, I love Japan. I love Korea, that whole area. Sometimes y'all are weird, man. <laughs> some oh yeah. Sh- some shit. Yeah. I play mostly Japanese games. So it's like, I'm kind of desensitized to it now, but I remember back in the day, like, holy shit, what am I playing? Yeah. It, I've never, you know, like Japanese games have this weird thing where like at some point you get desensitized to like all of the lewdness going on. And then when a friend walks in, you kind of have to, explain <laughs> everything i can explain actually no i can't yeah it's I like can't. when you're watching anime and your mom walks in rip <laughs> like i like i've been playing through tales of berseria recently because i've been meaning to like finish that game and it's it's like a great story pretty good voice acting as far as i'm concerned and you know it's like this girl like her whole family was killed because like someone betrayed her so now she's on this like quest for revenge and it's this really neat story but she dresses like a hoe and she does. <laughs> and it's like really hard at first to kind of get over like, oh man, she's serious. She has like an arm that turns into a demon arm and she has like a sword gauntlet. She's a badass, but she's also mostly naked. <laughs> Cause of course, of yeah, course it has to be. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Man. Why else do you think I played that game? Uh, y- yep. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the only reason. Man. Uh, but I am enjoying Tales of Berseria. I will recommend that if you're into JRPGs. That's uh, yeah, I think it's time. one of the better Tales games. Oh, for sure. And the uh, the American voice actors have a lot of fun with um with the game. I know um like a couple weeks after it came out, the voice actress for Velvet, the main character, uh, she's like really good friends with the guy who voices the main bad guy, and they both posted this video on Twitter that was like spoilers tales of berseria's ending and it was just the two of them like looking at each other from afar and you know like they yell each other's character names and they run up to each other and just have a slap fight (laughs) (laughs) for like 20 seconds (laughs) it's pretty good uh what i'm bringing to the table this week is also something from japan but nowhere near as as lewd or raunchy unless you really want it to be question mark um but i don't know if you guys know this Capcom has finally put a bunch of their soundtracks on Spotify. Yes, I oh, saw that. Yes. I was listening to the Devil May Cry soundtracks. Dude, I'm so happy they did this. Yeah. Like, I mean, th- this is in no way an ad for Spotify, but that's kind of my main source of music now. It's pretty much the only thing I use to listen to music. And I've always found the video game library or the video game music library to be pretty lacking for the most part. Um, and you've got like your occasional like Western developers putting their music on there, like Overwatch, like the Blizzard team did that. Um, Elder Scrolls you, soundtracks. Yeah, the Elder Scrolls, uh, Guerrilla Games put the soundtrack behind um, Horizon Zero Dawn. There, uh, Fury, Rocket League. You know, I mean, like there's really good soundtracks on Spotify, but I've always wanted more. And like for me, one of my favorite just like library of game music is totally Mega Man and Mega Man X because oh yeah, that series of games has like earworms. Like even the bad Mega Man X games have great music. You know, like X Five and X Six, like they got some jammers. And 
now that I can actually listen to the official versions of them instead of some people's kind of okay covers of those songs is like really neat. Um, and also the Ace Attorney soundtrack, like, dude, the Ace Attorney music's great. It's on there. Um, Monster Hunter, like Mike said, Double May Cry, uh, even Street Fighter. So you can finally listen to like the Guile theme in all its glory on Spotify. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let me uh, ask. Mm. Do they have that bitchin' mall theme from Dead Rising 1? I didn't see Dead Rising soundtrack. Damn. Yeah. That's a shame. Well, so yeah, here's the... Spotify. <laughs> yeah, so here's the tough thing about it, right? Is that when you search them, and I recommend do search them on Spotify, you're going to find Capcom Sound Team, you know, all in English, that's the name of the artist. But then... All of the albums, which is for each of the games, they're all in Japanese. So you're kind of going to have to rely on your Nihongo or your eyes to look at the pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what about Resident Evil 2? I know that's really recent, so probably not. But Yeah, I haven't seen a single Resident Evil game on here. That's probably for the better. I really don't need to listen to Mr. X's theme. <laughs> I was about to start singing it, but I don't think. Do you mean the the DMX song? X? Oh, yeah. yeah that <laughs> oh <one>. no. <laughs> well, that one you can definitely find on Spotify uh, for sure. You can also find the DMX Christmas Carol. Uh, <laughs> what is it? I think he does Red Nose Reindeer. I think Rudolph. something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, the two favorite album names I have found though on this list of Capcom Sound Team, and um, I can't really decide which one's more absurd, but. There's one that's like Mega Man music, but done by this really cool rock band. And the name of the album is We Are Rock Men. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know, Rock Man is, you know, Mega Man in Japanese. And they, yeah. just, they just went for they went for the lowest hanging fruit. And I kind of love it and hate it. And my other favorite name, and, and these are by no means the ones I listen to the most, but just like by sheer virtue of like this is fucking weird but i'm for it is um it's an album in all caps monster hunter the jazz oh what mm-hmm. it's a jazz album of monster hunter songs but jazz renditions that's okay i gotta check that out oh it's, it's very cool. interesting yeah it's actually yeah kind of neat I've, I've scrolled through some of the music it's like yeah, okay. Because, uh, I mean, the jazz yeah. scene in Japan is surprisingly pretty good. Huh. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I, I'm just scrolling through all of it right now, and there was a lot. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess there's literally hundreds and hundreds of tracks here. And it's going to take a long time to get through <laughs> if you're trying to find what you want. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And again, it is going to be a little hard because everything's in Japanese, right? So, like, if you open up, like, say you see the pictures of, like, Phoenix, right? Ace Attorney. Like, even if you open that up, all the songs are written in kanji and hiragana katakana. So, you're going to have to, like, just listen to it to see if you recognize the track, which is less than ideal, but better than nothing. Hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, like, I know what I'm going to be listening to the rest of the week pretty much. I don't know yeah. about you, but uh, my go-to video game song that I can play on repeat is this rendition of Sticker Brush Symphony, uh, Symphony from um, uh, Donkey Kong Country. It's mm. fantastic. That's a good Actually, one. Actually, just like, 
any Donkey Kong music is pretty awesome. You know, I mean, I don't really listen to many like gaming songs on repeat, but I have listened to like 30 minutes straight of the Guile theme before <laughs> and been like totally fine. And it was like while I was doing, you know, like homework or writing something or something like that. So it's good, like background music, but also just like good music. Yoko Shimomura is like a legend to me. That's badass. I mean, dude, you got to pump yourself up somehow. Yeah. I mean, she's also the same person who did a lot of the Kingdom Hearts music, the original yes. Kingdom Hearts music. So yes, she did. Yeah. So like all the Yutada Hikaru themes, but like the orchestra versions, she's the one who orchestrated all those. So that's pretty cool. Everything comes back to Kingdom Hearts, doesn't it? Everything does. Kingdom. Yes. I mean, Kingdom yes. Hearts is the most massive crossover franchise in the world, right? <laughs> um, I guess. I mean, Disney. Yeah. Look, all I'm saying is Sora and Smash, or we riot. No, <laughs> let's not. Even if he isn't it, let's riot anyway, just for fun. Same. Uh, I'm, always, I'm up for a good riot. <laughs> so, have we gone from Goku to Sora? Because people still want Goku in Smash. I mean, I'll take both. Why? Why? Por qué no los dos? Exactly. Yeah, that's true. I think we should get another sword character from Fire Emblem. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Same. Yep. And I hope that his down B is a counter. Oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> neutral B is like a little charge attack with their sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I uh, hope that like their their A combo is like really kind of meh, but spammable. I hope they have blue hair too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, and their up B is like an uppercut with the sword. Yeah. Really there's, unique stuff. Th- there's like maybe a spot on their sword that does more damage than the other. I think that's pretty unique. You know, that'd be mm. cool. Yeah. Like, why haven't they done this before? Yeah. I don't know. Listen to me, Masahiro Sakurai. Put a goddamn axe user in Smash. I dare you. Hector. Okay. Put Hector. Just give us Hector. Put, I was going to say spear. Yeah, or put vi- yeah, or put a spear. Pretty, pretty much put anything but a sword user. And Robin doesn't count because he or she also uses a magic sword. Yes. And I guess Corrin doesn't really count because they use a sword even though they have dragon weird dragon shit yeah but i mean it's still a sword it's still like that super weird spiky sword yeah it's sad because it's my favorite franchise and like the representation smash is pretty underwhelming but 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 isn't it kind of more overwhelming because it's like an eighth of the roster i mean it is for people like like you that maybe aren't as super into uh fire emblem as me but i i guess more than anything it's disappointing because mm. there's so many characters that could be cool but they just picked a low-hanging fruit i mean at least it's not as bad as pokemon i'm pretty sure there are way more pokemon in smash yeah yeah they got like 800 to choose from or something like that i don't know yeah it's almost like it's its own Pokemon. Tur- oh gosh, remember Pokemon tournament? Remember how forgettable that game was? The game I played for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played like one match at Pokemon tournament. And I was like, "Yeah, this isn't good. This isn't gonna have legs." Rip. Yeah, I was like excited, like, "Oh shit!" You know, like a real Pokemon fighting game. Three days later, I'm, um, you know, crap. I should just take this back to GameStop. 
Yeah. But, you know, playing as Shandalurn was really cool. Like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but somehow I was winning by, like, flinging myself around and doing these weird rocking <laughs> motions and making cutesy little sounds. Sam, that's my life. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, here at Project Rusty, we also are, you know, the most, the fourth most journalists on the planet. So we'd love to keep you updated on the things we've talked about before. So I did just want to mention that we did get an update from NetherRealm. Shaggy will not be in Mortal Kombat 11 ever. So sad. So Rip. sad. Yeah, they, they hosted they hosted a live stream uh, a couple days ago and we're just like, yeah, meme is over, guys. Shaggy's dead. <laughs> which, you know, which isn't true no one can kill shaggy but i'm yeah, saying yeah. it now we should boycott it boycott the game until like it was shaggy. Shaggy. I, re- I restarted a petition yep. <laughs> a year later they released the mortal Kombat 11 zoinks edition they finally <laughs> add shaggy <laughs> oh my god it comes with scooby snacks the collector yeah, edition. yeah oh man nah, you don't get a statue of shaggy you just get a box of scooby snacks because no statue <laughs> could ever contain what we all know is shaggy yeah if you touched it you might die just be so powerful mm-hmm. i was about to say there's multiple deaths across the world oh god <laughs> all right that about wraps us up here for project rusty uh hey austin where can we find you online uh you can find me at at platysaur p-a uh, nope not p-a mm-hmm. p-l-a-t-y-s-a-u-r on twitter and just check out uh what we have going on at Game Luster, I'm adding a lot of cool features. And stay tuned for more. What about you, Mike? You can find me at Zolo567 on Twitter. And like Austin said, just keep looking at Game Luster. We're trying to throw out some good stuff, so hopefully you enjoy. And you can find me watching the Nintendo Direct that's happening later today on the day we publish this this episode. Have fun with that. But you can also find me on Twitter at Panoptimist, P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. Uh, you can find me tweeting about a lot of stuff, including another podcast I do about Japanese people living in a home on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's the real thing I do. All right. <laughs> now we know Robert's life. Yep. It's called Terrace House. It's a good show. You guys should watch it. It's a good show. I've heard of it. It's good. It's very good. Okay. I'm doing a podcast about it. That's how good it is. Okay. Okay. I guess that speaks volumes. <laughs> yeah. Literal volumes. Uh, <laughs> so that wraps us up here for Project Rusty for this week. Tune in next week for another great episode. Until then, see ya. Bye. Later. Bye.